All right. Good day, everybody. And uh, welcome to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. You might recognize this voice, but it's not the same one that usually welcomes you. It's uh, just Zach and myself, Armin, today. Jordan had some family matters to attend to, so um you know what we're we're gonna make it do without him actually we're gonna make it better we're gonna go global good day world let's go without jordan here we're not being held back anymore right zach sure sounds that way yep (laughs) and how's it going with you zach it's going well it's going real good um my wife and i just came back from a little trip to calgary for the weekend so uh that was nice to get away but looking forward to uh Another week here with you. Oh, yeah, I'm better than Calgary. I, I know. <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome, man. Nice little getaway before uh, the Christmas season comes upon us here. Um, me, myself, I'm uh, busy with basketball now. Um, we just finished tryouts last week, so that's why I couldn't make it. Is I went like five days straight of two hours. Plus, we had our parent-teacher interviews at uh, at school. And then to top it all off, what was the last thing I had going on? I had one, oh, the football banquet as well. So it was just a super busy week. Every night I was super busy and exhausted and needed a mental break this weekend, which I finally got. So, but got our team together, got our squad, and I'm ready to rock and roll. I think it's going to be one of the better teams I've had here at St. Mary for our junior squad. So excited to roll. All right. So, We're starting off this week with the 22 quick question of the week. Um, Looking into the playoffs, who are some handcuffs or defenses, et cetera, that you are looking for and stashing for playoff runs? Also, who would be some players you'd be letting go to acquire these players? Example, dropping a fringe wide receiver for an RB handcuff of whoever. So, uh, Zach, why don't you uh, lead us off with a few of yours, and we'll let everyone know some of Jordan's ideas, and then we'll wrap it up with mine. Yeah, you bet. This one was a, a tricky one for me because um, I found the, the second part, the dropping part, to be specifically difficult uh, just because every team is so so unique and so different. But uh, I'll give it my best try here. So, the the defense that I said I'd be interested in stashing would be the the Saints defense. Um, they haven't been a top flight defense at all times this season. Uh, but looking at who they are up against uh, through the fantasy playoffs, there are some good matchups that I think they might be able to exploit. Uh, starting with the Giants in Week 15 the Rams in week 16 and the Buccaneers in week 17. Um, Not all of those are are absolutely top flight defenses, uh, especially not the Giants. And then a player that I might be looking to drop, unless you're in a pinch, you're probably not going to drop this guy, but I said Jahan Dotson. uh, And that has as much to do with uh, how he's been doing this season and the the team around him as it does with the teams that he's playing in the playoffs, um, fantasy playoffs, that is, that being the Rams in Week 15, uh, the Jets in Week 16, and the Niners in Week 17. 
So two out of those three uh, defenses, uh, especially week 16 and week 17 are, are quite stout. So uh, he is somebody that in a pinch, I might be considering letting go. Very well said there, Zach. Uh, I agree with uh, dropping Jahan Dotson to try and stash somebody. Um, if you have him, you haven't been able to really rely on him much this week, year. He's probably given you one or two games that are worth starter value, but uh, in the end, like with all that talent, they're just not going to him in this offense. He's he's stuck behind even um, what's his name, uh, Curtis Samuel now. Um, getting the ball and Antonio Gibson more involved in the past game and then Terry McLaurin. There's just not enough to go around for Jahan Dotson to get his as well. Um, and NOLA defense, they're, they're good defense. Um, moving on to Z- Jordan's. Um, Jordan went kind of the same idea, stashing a defense. And he said the Chiefs defense, which I really liked when I saw it. Um, I was a little sad. I couldn't pick it for the, the docket cause I was the last guy on today. Um, but would have been my choice had he st- it still been available. Um, they got new England, Las Vegas and Cincinnati for the fantasy, uh, playoffs or what most people will have as their fantasy football playoffs. And that defense has been the strength of, uh, Kansas city this year. So I, I would very happily have the Chiefs defense going forward for the rest of the season. Um, I think I have them in two leagues already anyway, so um, really like it. And for a suggestion to drop, uh, Jordan said uh, Miles Sanders or, or Gabe Davis, which which I agree with wholeheartedly as well. Um, Chubba Hubbard looks more like he completely stole that uh, primary back role in uh, Carolina there. Um, and Miles Sanders isn't getting much looks anymore, and he's expensive. They're probably looking to maybe offload him this offseason after signing him to that contract. Um, and then Gabe Davis, is he's so boom and bust, it's so hard to to trust him. So if you're in a spot where you have three wide receivers or four that you can trust, um, I'd be dropping Gabe Davis as well, which um, hopefully you are in that position if you've built your team well. <laughs> um zach anything to say about jordan's i if the chiefs are available i think that's the perfect play um that's like that's the best case scenario because you'd be hard pressed in finding a a better uh stretch of uh offenses for a defense to face in the playoffs that's that's outstanding like unless uh vegas really lights it up here I can't can't see any of those of those three teams offering too much resistance to the Chiefs. Yeah, like and that defense is good. Like it's the strength of that team this year, which is weird to say because it's usually Patrick Mahomes in the offense, but that defense is is elite this year. Um, so I didn't look closely enough either, and I just kind of saw that you guys wrote a lot and only read the first like thing that you wrote. And I put down a whole bunch of names for stashes here. Um, there's uh, a few that I like, including Isaiah, likely. <laughs> a little dad humor for you folks out there. Um, Jaden Reed, Rashad White, Rashi Rice, Jalen, and Jalen Warren are all names that I wrote down. They got decent schedules coming up. And they're they're all kind of benefiting from either a breakout or... Um, 
um, injury. Isaiah likely Mark Andrews went down. He's the number one tight end in that offense now. And we know that Lamar loves to target his tight ends, whether it is Mark Andrews or likely. Um, then Jaden Reed has every week been getting better and better and they're using him in the ground game even more now, especially with Aaron Jones's injury. Um, so he, he's kind of locked in any, any team that I have him on, I picked him up late in the draft and I'm, I'm starting him every week now. Um, Rashad White, he has a good little, uh, stretch here where he's really been coming alive and he gets you PPR points as well. And Tampa Bay has a decent schedule ahead. Jalen Warren is slowly becoming the, the better back in Pittsburgh. Well, maybe not slowly, but <laughs> uh, you can see that uh, he's kind of taking over that backfield. He's definitely more explosive than the others. And then Rashi Rice, we, we talk about it all the time, about the uh, rookie breakout after the bye week. And um, we weren't treated to it right out of the bye week for from Kansas City for Rice. But last week we retreated to it and it looked pretty good. And I'm excited to see what Rice does for the rest of the season moving forward. Um, Where he's an explosive wide receiver. There's a reason they picked him. And Mahomes is finally starting to trust him a little bit more. Threw to him in some key situations last week as well. Um, Guys that I put, I put stash and dash. So the guys that I'm dashing away are, are Gus Edwards and George Pickens. A um, little hot to say George Pickens. He was probably came with a little bit of a draft capital, um, but uh, that Pittsburgh offense has been sputtering um, and they're just not throwing the ball well. And Pickens is slowly on the decline here. I'm a little worried about his future. And then Gus Edwards is, is starting to lose, lose touches to Mitchell more and more every week. Um, Mitchell is super explosive and uh, really compliments Lamar Jackson, whereas Gus Edwards is is too much of an inside the tackle, not a home run hitter. So I think they, they've only really been using him in the short yardage and uh, goal line stuff. And, and Mitchell's been starting to take the advantage in the, the neutral um, game script kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my take on it. Anything to add here, Zach? Uh, funny enough that you said George Pickens might be a uh, maybe a hot take of sorts. Um, I actually thought about George Pickens myself as as my drop because, like you said, it's been very, very difficult to trust him on a week-to-week basis. Um, but who knows, maybe, maybe with uh, them firing their OC a week or two ago, Maybe whoever's in there calling plays going forward might be able to find a way to uh, to utilize him because I think he's showing when he's he's been targeted he's usually been fairly productive. It's just a matter of uh, them getting him the ball. There's been a number of games where it's been fewer than five five targets, and you can't really produce like an alpha if you're not giving if you're not being given those types of opportunities. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. That change in OC definitely gives you a little glimmer of hope that they will start to utilize his talents a little bit more, but it's it's tough, eh? <laughs> tough sledding. Okay, moving on to insiders and headliners. Um, the only one that I really got to to say here is I gotta rub, rub some salt in the wounds. And uh it is 
Detroit Lions losing to Green Bay on Thanksgiving. How does that gotta feel, Jordan? Oh, you're not here. Not here to defend yourself, man. Like, come on. That's that's the true reason. That's his family matters that he's having to deal with today. Hey, Zach? I would say potentially. Who knows? <laughs> um, I can't recall, though, there being a time this uh, this season where I might be the only fan among the three of us that uh, experienced any success this weekend. Uh, granted, the Pats did lose, but... Right now, at this point, every loss is a, a step closer to that number one pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to see who actually gets that pick. Yeah, the Vikings didn't show up uh, in Monday Night Football either. Um, it Josh Dobbs has gotten figured out. And at first, I was singing his praises. And now, I can't believe I'm saying it. I put it in a group chat with a little throw-up uh, gif. And it was... Uh, like I'm, I'm missing Kirk Cousins. I miss Kirk Cousins. What I, I never thought I would say that in all my life that I want Kirk Cousins back, quarterback in my team. But man, are we missing him right now? Dobbs has gotten figured out. Teams know how to play him, how to force him to make mistakes, and he's making crucial mistakes at bad times. Um. Moving on to studs and duds of week 12, kind of recap, continuing our recap of week 12. Uh, Zach, do you want to start with your stud? You bet. And this was a nice little ba- uh, bounce back from uh, somebody I considered a dud uh, less than a month ago. And that's uh, Ethan Robinson. Uh, he had himself a really good game this week. Uh, and this is the type of game that I think a lot of us likely expected when we would have picked him in the first or second round, if you were lucky, uh, in most of your drafts. Uh, this week, he had 25.8 points uh, with 16 rushing attempts, 91 rushing yards, and a touchdown. And then through the air, he had three receptions, uh, 31 yards, and one reception. So it was nice to see him uh, get a score both on the ground and through the air. And hopefully this is something that we can continue to count on to or continue to count on to some degree uh, going forward into the playoffs. Very well done. Yeah. Bijan finally showing us what he can do. And I, I was looking up his matchup this week too. And it, I think he's playing the jets this week. So he's primed for another huge game, I think, because like I was talking to a buddy this weekend watching the Jets game and we were like, man, like, why do you even put the ball in the air when you're playing the Jets? Like, just just run the ball and run them to death because, like, they can't do anything offensively. So as long as you put a few points on the board, you're going to win. So just run the clock out, run the ball, like, a million times down their throat or outside or whatever. Like, don't even put the ball in the air for their secondary to make a play because that's how the Jets win games is by their defense making plays and the ball's in the air. So um, Bijan is primed for another big game, I think. Um, but going on to my stud of the week, I went with uh, a guy who just came off IR and then exploded, and that is Kyron Williams. He put up 36.4 points, 16 carries for 143 yards, Six catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Huge week for Kyron Williams. Like, 
can't believe a guy coming off IR putting up that many points. Um, I wish I would have talked about him earlier in the season because like you could kind of see it coming that like when he came back from IR, I know people were trying to sell him while he was on IR, but uh, like you knew that he had that backfield still when he came back because like, even though it was his first year having that backfield to himself and he had to win it during the season, you look at who they brought in to replace him while he was on IR and like Daryl Henderson guy they've tried before and have given up on a thousand times. Like, you know, they're not going to keep giving him the ball when Kyron's back. And then uh, Royce Freeman there, a guy I used to love, but you, he he's washed. He's been bouncing around the league. He's never really stuck anywhere. And he had a few good games, but like um, he he wasn't a guy that they were were meaning to keep keep long term and be their back of the future. And so you, you had to know that when Kyron Williams was ready to go, he was going to get the ball. I just didn't real. I didn't think. I'll, I'll be honest there. I didn't think that it would be to this capacity of putting up a monster game and being the the stud of the week and the highest point getter of the entire week. But holy moly, did he light it up! And he only had 16 carries and got well. And in the end, he got 22 touches and ended up over 200 yards, like or almost 10 yards a touch. Pretty well, is insane. Zach, uh, you want to tell us about your dud of the week? Yeah, and this is a really a nice compliment to what your uh, your earlier comment about the the Jets passing, or rather <laughs> the Jets defense. Uh, Tua this week against the Jets had nine point eight fantasy points. Um, something as somebody that has Tua on a few teams really. Uh, hasn't experienced much this year. Uh, Tua, for the most part, has been a very successful quarterback this year and somebody that I've really enjoyed having on my teams. Uh, Tua had 243 passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and one uh, lost fumble. And three turnovers are really what sunk Tua this <laughs> this week. In, um stat wise um lucky for him it didn't impact his team success as they still uh beat the jets by three scores um and like you said um it was really not because of Tua but more so because of the prowess of that rushing offense so uh Tua hopefully this is your stinker of the season and uh whatever teams of mine that you're on you can you can carry me through the playoffs <laughs> well he won't be playing the jets every week moving forward that's for for sure do they have one more with the jets or is that it? they're done uh as somebody that has watched roughly two dolphin games start to finish this <laughs> year uh quick search here yes they do they play them on the 17th oh hey so championship so that would weekend. be week 15 question mark yeah week 15 Oh, yeah. All right. So just be aware of that. I guess, folks, uh, if you have Tua, that he plays the Jets one more time, but hopefully they don't play into the defense's hands like they did this time. Um, my, uh, even though they won by three scores, still beacon their, their game plan. Uh, 
shouldn't do that. Uh, my dud of the week is Austin Eckler, and he's usually not in here. He's usually Mr. Reliable in fantasy, you know. He gets those PPR points, and he puts up decent yards, and then he explodes a few times. But usually he he gives you at least a, a start-worthy performance where you don't regret starting him and putting him in your lineup. But this week he had fantasy managers probably just pulling their hair especially with that game being a, a late game and needing his points probably and just not seeing it. And it's, he, he's still like, there was one mistake he made and that ended up costing him his, his fantasy night. Cause he might've had a decent, decent night, especially in full point PPR as he had 10 carries 32 yards, which isn't great. But then he also had five catches for 32 yards, which would usually bring him at least to that threshold of being like, yeah, I don't regret putting him in. I wish he would have done more, but then he fumbled the ball as well. And then that brought him down to only 5.9 fantasy points. And yeah, two. And that's actually a second week in a row of having a bad fantasy outing. So hopefully he can turn it around. I think he, he will for the rest of the season, turn it around and actually give us what we're used to from Austin Eckler. But Oh, it was rough to, Rough to see, and and you could tell he was pissed off about losing that fumble. Maybe he was uh, playing himself in fantasy, so he was a little torn. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody knows that Claire loves playing fantasy football. Good, good, uh, good guy to have in our corner for for the uh, the game we all love to play. Um, some honorable mentions to make about this week. Um, I started typing them out and I was like, I'm going to put in everybody who got over 20 points this week. And I'm not even going to read all the names because it was actually 25 players who were not QBs scored over 20 points. So it's finally a week in fantasy where we had an explosion of points. I think we've been waiting for that all season long to see a bunch of guys just explode. Um, some of the guys near the top, the besides our, our two studs of the week, the top five were CMC, Tyree Kill, Rashid Rice, Mike Evans, and Devonta Smith. We're all big game studs. Um, our poopy games, some some big names to mention that had pretty bad games this last week were Saquon Barkley, uh, DK Metcalf, George Kittle, the Cup and Nakua duo in uh, in LA there, Mixon, Gus Edwards, and Miles Sanders. Um, so that that about uh, ends our weekly recap there and we should uh be moving on into our weekly preview um but before we do that i almost forgot we have a sponsor read to do zach who's our sponsor again well if i'm not mistaken it is 22 fresh that is correct zach 22 fresh is our major sponsor again this year coming out with a great um, Black Friday sales, uh, that Booyah shirt that I, I talked about getting last year that I, I wear to work some days that everybody compliments me on. They always say it's a really nice shirt when they see it. It was only five bucks this weekend for their Black Friday sale. So maybe check out their website, see if they still got some of those sales going. Um, if, if what you want is not on sale though, use our promo code 306 FFB 15 and get 15% off your order. 
Um, it's worth it. The clothes are awesome. They fit. They're great quality. They're comfortable, and they they just work. They're classy. Um, so yeah, moving on to our weekly preview here. Um, coming off the bye week, there were no buys this last week in week twelve. Um, because it was Thanksgiving weekend, so. We had a lot of football to be thankful for um, in in America. But um, stealing a, a line from Jay Onright here, as we call it in Canada, Thursday night football. <laughs> uh, anyways, teams going on by this week. So it, it's wild going into the last stretch where people need wins going into their fantasy playoffs to try and secure that playoff berth. Um, that we have so many buys this week with big names. We got the Ravens, the Bills, the Bears, the Raiders, the Vikings, and the Giants all on bye weeks. That's right, folks. Six teams on bye this week. Um, and we got the likes of like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, um, DJ Moore, um, Justin Jefferson, who's been on IR all year, Saquon Barkley, all on bye week this week. So it's more important than ever to make sure we know who we can start with that, those guys missing. So um, last week, looking at it, um, Jordan was on with his start of the week. Brandon Cook, Zach, how did Brandon Cooks do? Did he do all right? Yeah, he did real good. I felt pretty good about making that prediction as I watched that game. <laughs> uh, after school there on Thursday. Nice. Little, little feather in Zach's cap there. And then there sits where Garrett Wilson and Tyler Boyd. And if I recall, I don't remember hearing their either of their names really being called over this last weekend here. So that's pretty good sits by Zach and Jordan. Um, so another good week on our starts and sits. Well done, fellas. Thanks for doing the heavy lifting while I was gone. Um, into our starts and sits this week. Uh, Zach, who do you got for your start of the week? My start this week, uh, this one might be, um, one that comes back to bite me, but let's just, uh, let's see how it goes. Um, I would consider starting Cortland Sutton this week against the Houston Texans, um, on the season, the Houston Texans are the 27th. Uh, worst passing defense in terms of yards allowed uh, per week. And they were the number one team uh, last week. Rather, they were the the 32nd, the worst team in the league last week in uh, passing yards allowed. So uh, hopefully that will bode well um, for the Broncos as they play uh the Texans uh over the last four or last three games since their bye um uh, Sutton has had two top 20 half point PPR games um unfortunately this last weekend against the Browns uh he was held to three receptions and 61 yards um but previous to that he had over 50 yards uh, four receptions and a touchdown in each week. So I don't think it's out of the question that we see some big yards uh, from Sutton and the rest of the Broncos uh, offense. I like that one, Zach, um, especially with like 
Houston has been in some shootouts this year. They've been a fantasy gold mine, which also means that if they're in a shootout, um, you should be able to start players from the team that they're playing as well. Um, and and Sutton has been been a pretty good start all season long. I I've grown to if I if I had him on a team, I'd probably be starting him most weeks. Um, so I I highly agree with this one, Zach. Really, really well put. Um, I'm going for my start of the week with Rashi Rice. I already talked about him. Um, they're playing Green Bay. My my one only concern with this is that uh, Zary Alexander ends up shadowing him all game long, but I don't know if he's garnered enough um, enough production yet to get the top cornerback for a whole game shadowing him the entire time. Um, he he exploded last week, but that was a one off so far. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, Green Bay otherwise isn't that strong of a defense along with Kansas City needing to find that alpha and hopefully Rashi Rice ha- is him for the rest of the season. Um, so I I am still going with starting Rashi Rice this week. Patrick Holmes is going to continue to target him. We might not see 25 points again um, or whatever – scoring system you had whatever points it would be but i I think we're still going to get starting value from him this week so he's my uh start of the week zach who is your sit of the week who are you kicking to the curb uh this one i feel maybe a little bit more confident in uh than my court and sutton take uh and that is sitting zach charbonnet um, I do know that it looks like he will be the starter once again in Seattle with Kenneth, Kenneth uh, Walker missing uh, practice today. But with that said, uh, Charbonnet and the Seahawks are playing the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. And kind of going off the similar uh, thought process to what we said about the Texans and the Broncos potentially being in the shootout. Um, I think this might be a game where the Seahawks find themselves in a negative game script, like you like to talk about. Um, And they are forced to potentially abandon the run game and try to play keep up through the air. Uh, Meaning Charbonnet might not get as many touches or the, types of touches that we were hoping for him to get. Yeah, I I was going to put Charbonnet down when it came on here, but I saw you had him. So again, I got sniped for a second time this episode, but that's all right. It gave me the opportunity to talk about my guy. Um, and that is I'm sitting Alvin Kamara this week. It's, it's hot. It's a hot take, um, but that's what I like to do. I like to come out here and try and stir the pot a little bit. And if there's a if there's a stud RB that I'm gonna sit this week looking at all of them, it's Alvin Kamara. Um, that's because he's playing Detroit, and I just beat Jordan about Detroit's loss. But that's all also gonna mean they they're coming off this mini bye week here, so they got an extended preparation week, and also an extra three days for that loss. That heartbreaking loss that they just had 
to eat at them. And they're going to be coming out and they're going to be biting kneecaps, just as their coach says. And who's going to get his kneecap taken out first? That's going to be Alvin Kamara. I, I think Detroit's going to come out flying here. New Orleans doesn't really have that great of an offense. And with how mad Detroit is going to be, how much they're going to want to win this game after losing and being embarrassed in Thanksgiving, they're going to come out and they are going to fly around and they are going to just completely snuff out the New Orleans offense. That's my guess on how that game will unfold. Um, so I think Detroit is going to win that one handily and it's going to be their defense just kind of just being just relentless and um, not uh, not giving up on anything and just going at them. Um, the one downside that could bite me in the butt here is that when you when your offense is sputtering, you're going to go to your guy and their guy is Kamara. So um, they'll probably try to manufacture him some touches, um, but I'm just hoping that that Detroit defense, even when he's getting the ball and they're trying to manufacture touches for him in open space, they're just rallying and just snuffing it out and destroying him. So, yeah, that's my sit of the week. All right, so that uh, brings us to the conclusion of this episode. Uh, it's been a fun one without Jordan here taking the reins and controlling it a little bit. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I had a little bit of fun. I like to poke jabs at, uh, at guys sometimes and got to talk fast and loose a little bit for an episode. Um, Zach, do you have anything to add before we sign off here? Uh, no, no, that was, that was fun. Uh, bit of a quick episode, quicker than normal, but lots of fun. Yeah, what are you gonna do when we only have two? I I think Jordan he he takes up a lot of airtime, but uh, you know what? He has some good advice. I, I'll give him that. But uh, you know what? Uh, we're efficient, Zach. We're quick and efficient. Gruesome duo here. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, have a great week. Good luck in your your push to the fantasy playoffs here. Only two more weeks for most leagues and. And we'll find out who's in. I myself, I'm in a playoff spot in most of my leagues and uh, hoping to make it in. So anyways, uh, Jordan usually says talk soon. I'll say uh, toodles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See you guys later. Have fun, everyone. Take care.